Hello, DJs, and welcome to DJ Brain's weekly crypto review. Here are this week's top headlines in the crypto news. Jerome Powell fighting inflation will cause some pain. Why the crypto market wipes out an entire month of gains in a matter of days after a barrage of bad news. Tornado Cash developer arrested. Alex Persev was arrested earlier this August over allegations of facilitating money laundering. What does this mean for all developers publishing code online? Does this arrest have repercussions for the use of such privacy tools? USDT stablecoin issuer Tether released the latest report on its reserves. Tether is looking to prove that it is one of the more trustworthy stablecoins on the market. Before we head into the main headlines, we're looking at the fear and greed index, weekly crypto numbers and some technical analysis of Bitcoin and where it might be heading next. By now, hopefully you have drilled the fear and greed index implications into your skull. I will assume that you've read our previous explanations of why we love these indicators and how they correlate to market pricing. As of August 29th, the index is reading a score of 24, which puts us back to the extreme fear levels, which means that generally speaking, people are more hesitant of putting money into investments, but as stated in other episodes, extreme fear zones are historically known to be one of the best times to invest according to top analysts over the long term. And I do mean holding for months and years at the time, do gens. Looking at other historical data points, Yesterday, the score was 28, last week, 29, and last month, 42, which is a big dip in overall market sentiment. We have not had the most peaceful of months, with inflation continuing to skyrocket, rate hikes, stablecoins depegging, and big tech earnings underdelivering. The incentive for buying pressure has just not been there, and this week's major news has not been any easier on the current financial markets. And with that said, let's talk about the main headings starting off with the weekly crypto numbers. Bitcoin is down 9.1%, Ethereum down 11.82% and Crow 6.81%. And now, here's a summary of some technical analysis of Bitcoin. For those who are new, we review the weekly price action of Bitcoin and also draw up technical analysis which you can view on the article version of this podcast. Last month, we spotted an ascending channel on the daily chart, which is laid out and explained on the article version in detail if you wish to view it. For those who are driving or want to stay listening, Bitcoin broke down from an ascending parallel channel pattern on the daily view. This means that the risk of price heading down further and potentially retesting 18k has significantly increased. For this analysis to be invalidated, we would have to see Bitcoin's price action close back up above and sustain $20,700. But as of now, the bears are in control, and we are at the mercy of the macro-environmental factors driving the price of all financial markets down. And now we can talk about our first main heading. Jerome Powell fighting inflation will cause some pain. On August 26th, Federal Reserve's Jerome Powell gave a speech about how the US government is going to be tackling inflation in the upcoming future. And for those who don't know who this man is or why his speeches literally move markets, here's a summary. The chairman of the Federal Reserve Board is the active and most visible executive officer for the Federal Reserve Board. The chairman takes lead and carries out the mandate of the central bank. 
pushing for maximum employment, stable prices and long-term interest rates in the moderate range. And the chairman also chairs for the Federal Open Market Committee and is responsible for setting short-term US monetary policy. TLDR, every time this man has something to say, stay tuned as some of the big players' next moves depend on what he states. But back into topic. Bitcoin plunges to its lowest level in more than a month after Powell imposes aggressive monetary policy. On the 26th, Bitcoin stooped down to $20,500 for the day and the lowest point since July 16th and continuing its downward trajectory as of the 29th of August at $19,900. The Federal Open Market Committee's decision to hike rates by 50 or 75 basis points at the next meeting in September will depend on the totality of data coming in and the evolution outlook, Powell says. This is referring to the Fed rate Edward Moyer, a senior market analyst at Oanda wrote in an email, that traders should, quote unquote, anticipate whether risk aversion will propel Bitcoin's price to 20,000, although it will result in an economic slowdown, end quote. As a result, the S&P 500 fell 3.25% and the tech-savvy heavy Nasdaq fell 3.8% as stock investors reacted negatively to Powell's comments, quote unquote. Restoring price stability will take some time and require using tools forcefully to bring demand and supply into a better balance," Jay Powell said. This speech was the first of its kind to be live-streamed as investors were eagerly waiting for guidance from central bankers about the state of current inflation and where trends were heading. Here's the full quote from Josh Oldswitz, the head of research digital asset fund manager at Valkyrie Investments. We expect a 75 basis point rate hike in September and do not expect there to be a drastic effect on the market should that come to pass, followed by successive rate hikes until inflation is reined in and the unemployment rate returns to healthier numbers. As to sum up these policies, quoting Jay Powell directly from the same speech, while higher rate hikes slow growth and softer labor market's conditions will bring down inflation, they will also bring some pain to households and businesses, he said in prepared remarks. Quote, these are unfortunate costs of reducing inflation, but a failure to restore price stability would mean far greater pain." End quote. On to the next point, Tornado Cash developer arrested. Here's the main points. Alex Persev was arrested earlier this August over allegations of facilitating money laundering. As discussed last week, Alex's arrest could have damaging consequences for open source coders regarding privacy. Do you remember when baby boomers understood modern networking and technology and made rules based on their knowledge in that respective case? Me neither. Let me tell you DGENs, this kinda just reminds me of Mark Zuckerberg being awkward on Facebook's, I mean, Meta's court case. Or even Google's congressional hearing. Here's a summary of that. Ted Poe said, is Google tracking me? Sundar Bikai, I don't know, did you turn on tracking? Answer my question. I need you to answer mine first. You disrespectful little whippersnapper, respect your elders. And then he says, why do we let boomers with zero knowledge of tech run this country? Anyways, when accused of wrongdoings, people often find someone else to deflect the blame. So often, the founders of such companies, or in this case, open source code, get chased rather than the criminals. But once again, back to the topic. The 29-year-old programmer is suspected by the Dutch Financial Crime Agency of having facilitated money laundering through the cryptocurrency mixing service. The hashtag free Alex movement had people advocating against Alex's arrest, 
In addition, some advocates had concerns regarding the lack of transparency from authorities into what the laws he violated. Speaking to a media publication, Shumo Chu, the co-founder of Manta Network, expressed concerns about privacy protocols getting caught up in the same crosshairs. This could add to censorship to the point it would essentially make the entire Web3 space meaningless, as per Chu. Quote, it's quite possible regulators just don't understand distributed blockchain technology and how open source code can be anywhere. They may have actually thought Tornado Cash developers deliberately helped North Korea hackers. End quote. On August 20th, DeFi aggregator One Inch Network asked people to join to protest Amsterdam's historic Dam Square. The protesters held signs to argue that developers have no control over how their code is used. They said, Free Alex Persev, writing open source code is not a crime, and will you arrest the gunmaker for facilitating public shooting? The US Treasury made it illegal to interact with the tool, plus the front-end web app has been put offline. Even though the protocol is powered using the blockchain smart contract technology, by nature of smart contracts, this means that the source code can still be around, and anyone could potentially fork it or copy the tool. And on to the last point. USDT stablecoin issuer Tether released the latest report on its reserves. The main point being, Friday's audit announced a further drop in the commercial paper holdings over the previous quarter. Cash holdings and bank deposits increased as well per the audit. The digital asset firm still holds around 8.5 billion in short-term debts at the time of writing. Quoting a tweet from Tether, Tether releases independent auditor reports from top five accounting firm BDO, reinforcing its dedication to transparency and revealing another major cut to commercial paper holdings. BDO Italia has reaffirmed that the stablecoin issuer Tether's consolidated reserves report shows a 58% quarterly decline in commercial paper holdings to 8.5 billion as of June 30th. And with all things considered, it's incredible to see Tether has held up against the competition. In addition, it has repeatedly proven that it is the one of the most trustworthy stablecoins on the market. Unlike algorithmic stablecoins, which keep their peg to the dollar via bots, reserved-backed stablecoins have money behind the token, meaning it's a much more reliable token and runs less risk of being depegged to their USD counterparts. And for those who like to see the number behind of things, here's the long list of assets, liabilities, and the total amount of holdings. This is a source from ethereumworldnews.com. Quote, Over the past quarter, the company propped up cash holdings and bank deposits by some 32%. Per Friday's audit report, in addition, Friday's audit reaffirmed the firm's reserved assertions of the assets held as of 30th of June 2022. The group's consolidated total assets amounts to at least 66.4 billion. The group's consolidated total liabilities amounts to 66.2 billion, which means that the group's consolidated assets exceeds its total consolidated liabilities. The consolidated amount relates to the digital tokens held by the group, but not in its treasury wallet, which equates to 226,148,744 dollars. <sighs> Those were long numbers to try and read out. Thank you for reading the latest DBF Weekly Review, folks. We have a growing community with a shared motivation to help retail traders and crypto investors. If you have any questions or suggestions for us, we invite you to join the Discord. Follow us on our socials at DGenBrains or follow me, DGenMango. Special thanks to the sound mixer and editor, 
Paul McBrainCat and CryptoSource for proofreading. Have a lovely up and coming week. DGen Mango is signing out and hopefully your brain is slightly wrinkler than what it was before you started listening. Go and make some gains, DGen. <laughs>